Tonight I want to talk to you um, about spiritual maturity. Is that okay? Tonight we're going to talk about spiritual maturity. We're going to kind of dissect that a little bit. I'm going to be reading from a passage in the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. Um, if you didn't bring your Bible with you, that's okay too because our uh, church app, if you download it, Woodland Celebration TW on the Google Play Store, the Apple Play Store, you could download our app. You could follow along with my notes uh, my actual notes are on the app. And there's also a Bible in there, too. You could go in there. There's a daily reading plan. Uh, shameless plug for the app right there. Okay? So, thank you. Um, it's very helpful, though. So, check this out. Let's read 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Um, and then we'll get right into this. The title of my sermon tonight, if you're taking your own notes, is Every Stage. Every stage, making sure we're on the same page. All right, every stage. First John chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. Let's read. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Somebody say his name. Amen. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. Somebody say, you are strong. Turn to the next person next to you say, you are strong too. And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you so much, God, for this church. It's a live church. It's a church, Father, full of life, full of people who are seeking hard after you. So, Father God, tonight I pray that you'd help me to articulate and enunciate every word. God, I pray, Lord, that no word, Father, will come out of my mouth, Lord God, and fall on deaf ears, God, but that you would begin breaking up, Lord God, the, the fallowed ground, Lord God, creating, Father God, good soil, Father, for that seed, Lord God, which is incorruptible, indestructible, infallible, Lord God, to take root, Father, and to bear fruit fruit in due season. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen means so be it. So be it. See, spiritual growth is a real thing, okay? Um, it's, you know, it's like, you know, uh, it, you, we can't pretend like it's not a real thing. It is a real thing because it obviously is a real thing. We just read about it being a real thing. There are different stages of your spiritual growth and your spiritual maturity. And so, let me just, just kind of preface this real quick here. Tonight, we are not going to self-identify. That is not the goal here, saying, well, this side of the room are baby Christians, and this side of the room is a father, and that's not what we're trying to do. Um, what I want to do is, what I want to do is encourage you in whatever stage you may find yourself in um, with a couple points, okay? That's what I want to do this, uh, this evening, and so I want to thank you. What's up, Shay? How are you doing? How are you? Good to see you. Pastor Aaron? My dude right there. My dude right there. Yes, I'm glad you guys made it tonight. We'll talk after. Okay, so first of all, I like to say this. Before you uh, understand what something is, it's first important to understand what it is not. Okay, and so spiritual growth, spiritual growth is, is not. In fact, it has nothing to do with age. Okay, it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with acts. 
meaning like activities or how many times you serve in this area or that area. It has nothing to do with acts, and it has nothing really to do with time. There is really no like timeline that you can place on this stage of spirituality versus this stage. So it's like, oh, when you've been a Christian, you've gone to church 52 times, then you will be considered a young man in the Lord. That's not, that's not, there's no like timeline like that. Um, you may find one on Wikipedia, and if you do, you should report that page because it's not true, okay? It's just this, this stuff's not real, okay? So it's just not. Um, however, growth or spiritual growth is a process, okay? And why is this important? Why are we talking about this at all? Because growth, growth is actually evidence of life. Growth is evidence of life. And so if you are growing in the things of the Lord, if you are growing in the things uh, of, of, of God and the kingdom of God, then there should be life coming out of that. It should be evident to other people as well that you are progressing. And for those of you that maybe you're still um, kind of discovering where you are in your faith journey, let me just um, say, if you were to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then this spiritual journey we're talking about in terms of faith and maturity is something you can look forward to, okay? So let's talk about this real quick. In fact, the biblical definition of spiritual growth goes like this. I found it in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, okay? There's a man named Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He planted churches all over the world, pretty much, and literally the world is shaped, and the modern-day church is very much still uh, founded around a lot of the principles and the things that he kind of laid the foundation for us, okay? And so in this letter, in Timothy, he's writing to his young prodigy, Mr. Timothy, a young pastor, and he's telling him these instructions, okay? So we got Paul, who would be considered like a father in the faith, and we, we have a young man, Timothy, who's in a different stage of his life, um, and he exhorts him with this scripture, okay? He tells him like this, he says, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. I say all that to say this. Spiritual growth, the de biblical definition, can be defined as a pursuit of righteousness. Spiritual growth is a pursuit of righteousness. You are growing spiritually when you are seeking after the things of God. When you are pursuing right living, when you are pursuing looking like Jesus, then you are growing spiritually. It's the pursuit of righteousness. Somebody say amen to that. Now, I'd like to illustrate for you. Um, I asked some of my friends, three people actually, to come on up here. Um, I want their, <laughs> I, already, I, already, I already asked them, they know who they are. Uh, thank you for volunteering though. So I'm going to have them come up here and they're gonna, we're going to talk about the different stages of spiritual maturity and I want to use them as an illustration. Miss Vanessa Wood, she's one of our, um, our new uh, adult leaders on the youth leadership team. Come on up here, Miss Vanessa. Spencer. Spencer, okay, you can just stand right over here for me. Spencer and Anna, where you at, Anna? Come on up here, Anna. All right. Now, these three, these three, go ahead and give Anna the mic first, please. I've asked them uh, to talk a little bit, and we're going we're gonna to use them as an illustration a little bit just to kind of identify with different stages of life, not necessarily um, your spiritual walk with the Lord, okay? So let's just say, for instance, okay, that Anna, she's 16 years old, okay, Woodlands High School, Tomball Tom High School, I always do that, uh, Tomball High School, Spencer Collins, okay, Intern, yeah. yeah, okay. Finances, remember? 
okay? <laughs> Miss Vanessa Woods. Miss Vanessa. <laughs> I love knowing you. <laughs> just knowing her, like, you just, like, look at that. You just can't help but smile. I just, I know her. I love you. I love you. We got children, young men, and one translation, the New Living Translation, calls uh, not fathers. It calls them mature believers. So let's say that Miss Vanessa represents mature believers, okay? So uh, I asked them to share with us a little bit. Miss Anna, now, Miss Anna is a great example. She's a student leader. Um, she serves uh, in, our, in our student ministry. She's also kind of like a mother to her siblings. Um, she's, just, she's just a star. Okay, okay, so she may not practically represent everything you were when you were 16, like church on a Wednesday night type of thing, you know, but, um, but let's just say, for instance, she's representing children in this stage of life, okay? Anna, tell us now, what are three things, three things as a 16-year-old girl uh, that are most important to you right now? They're just like, they just concern you, like this is, this is what I care about right now. My grade. Getting a car. Do you have a driver's license? No. Okay. Okay. We remember that stage, don't we? Who remembers that stage? Okay. It's like car. Well, see, notice how she said she wanted a car, but she didn't have her license. Isn't that interesting? You know what I mean? Go ahead. No judgment. And my relationship relationship with God. And your relationship with God. Okay. Give it up for for Anna. Okay. That's pretty. I was so concerned when I was 16 with my relationship with God. Okay. Let's go ahead and and let's hear from, from Spencer, the intern. Finances, we already know at the top of the list uh, from his offering message. Okay, what are the three things that you are most concerned with right now? Finances, definitely. Okay, finances, yeah. Just reassure that one more time. Yeah, uh, so we'll be taking up a special offering for Spencer later. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, relationships. Uh, what do you mean relationships? Uh, relationships, authentic relationships, friends, family. Uh, so have you ever experienced unauthentic relationships? Uh, I would say yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then probably my career or uh, my calling in life, where I'm supposed to be at. Yeah, that's what you're thinking about the most. Like, this is, this, this is top, top stuff. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, give it up for Spencer, everybody, helping us out. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss Vanessa. Um, I love you, by the way. <laughs> I love you, by the way. <laughs> I guess the three things that concern me the most are... That's right. Getting prepared. See? See that? Just like a mature believer. See the maturity factor coming out? Hold on. Hold on a second. I got notes. (laughs) Go ahead. I just, my concerns is that I won't fulfill all the plans and purposes that God has for me to fulfill. Okay. And then the second one is that I'll miss out on that one more person that I could bring to the Lord because of either fear or because I was lazy or, you know, I just didn't approach them, that bothers me. Mm. And then that my sons, I have two older sons, they're in their 30s, and they're not living for the Lord, and it just really concerns me that they'll miss out on the kingdom. Mm. Give it up for Miss Vanessa, y'all.
Now, we in this room uh, all represent generations. We represent different stages of our life in the natural, okay? We're not even speaking spiritually, okay? We're just talking about just in the natural. But how many of you remember being here? I remember being here. Yes, yes, exactly. There's actually very few of you in the room that are younger than this stage right now. But if you think about it, we all remember being here, right? It was like car, driver's license, can I have the car, gas money, Friday night, okay? But, you know, it was like, come on, come on, come on. These are things that bother me. This is what's going on, okay? Um, Mr. Spencer, how many of you remember being here in life? Remember being here? It was like, you know... uh, you ever drive up to the gas pump and you see it's like a dollar seventy-two put somebody put in their gas tank before you left? Yeah. Okay. You never know what somebody's going through until you pull up to the gas pump. Okay. Miss <laughs> Vanessa's in a different stage of life, even than myself. You know. But something she's really concerned about right now is, is not necessarily so much herself as it is uh, people around her, okay? If y'all could just hang out for just a second, is that cool? Okay. I have, two, I have a son and I have a daughter. Okay, Zion's 15 months. Okay, he's part monster, okay? Uh, <laughs> and I have a daughter. She's seven, okay? And my children, my children are under my instruction, Okay, I'm going to tie all this together in a second. My children are under my instruction. Okay, they're under the instruction of the household. But my youngest, um, you know, he's able to kind of move around. Um, He's able to identify. He knows me by name. He says, Daddy, when my car pulls up in the driveway. He's always outside for some reason. Um, You know, (laughs) lock the door. Okay. (laughs) Zion Zion can get outside. Okay. Um, And so... uh, this, this is the stage of life he's in. The things that he's experiencing in his life are the things that we allow him to experience, you know, that, that we're, he's under our instruction, he's under our care. And so everything he experiences, he's not quite on his own yet. We're, we're careful to, to watch over him in that area. Um, uh, and so Spencer and, and this young man type of stage uh, where, where some of us find ourselves, it seems like everything is a struggle, Okay, it's that, that, that stage of life. It's like, it's like, well, like, I got to get a job. Okay, I just lost my job. I got to get another job. Uh, and so it's like, I need gas money. It's like everything is like this, this fight, this, this, this constant thing, this constant like, uh, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep fighting. But then there's this other stage where it's not so much about the things that are happening to you directly as much as the things that you oversee. Okay. The father of the household or the mother of the household or the person that is overseeing the household, their, their greatest concern is usually the economy of the household, the well-being of everyone else, okay? And what I want to do is I want to tie this thing together real quick, and I want to show you something, that the things you cared about when you were here, when you got here, they just didn't quite matter as much. But when you were here, you remember this, these stages, sometimes it's hard to remember this one, right? But you remember these stages. You remember these stages. And there's this concern that grows in you about this one. And the concern that grows in you about this one. And there's this, this, this whole different, this whole different uh, atmosphere of different, different problems and different things you never even considered were there. 
You see, in the same way, spiritually, spiritually, you may look like an adult, but you may be right here. We may look and feel like we're, we're here, some of us young people, but really, you've seen some battles. You've established roots. You've proven that you cannot be shaken and that you are putting down roots and you are fighting those fights. You see, we don't send off uh, senior citizens to the front lines when it comes to a battle. The Bible says that we send young men. Why? Because they're strong, okay, to fight those types of battles. When you go through these different stages in life, you go through these different stages in life, you think back. I may be in the natural, advancing in years, but I may still become startled and, and, and shaken and scared. You know, my son right now is scared of the Christmas tree. That may have been on purpose. I'm wrong. I'm wrong for that. But you see, what I'm trying to tell you tonight is no matter where you are in your stage of life with the Lord, it's the same thing naturally. When you look back and you say, I remember that too. Mm -hmm. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that used to bother me a lot. Yeah, I remember I used to be concerned about that. Just wait though. Just wait till you wake up and, and, and bills, right? I mean, just wait. But you see, those are the things that we went through naturally, the stages that we went through naturally. And in the same way, we go through stages spiritually. And the things that God has brought us from, we remember and we look back to and we have faith and we have roots in the ground knowing that God has brought us through that. Well, he'll bring us through this too. You guys can go ahead and sit down now. Thank you so much. Now, John, who wrote this passage of Scripture talking about fathers, talking about sons, talking about, uh, talking about children, um, it was written in about 70 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 70 years. That puts John somewhere closer to the century mark, okay, in age. So he speaks from the authority of a father, meaning a true father. And so he's speaking to us, telling us, when you become a father, when you become a father, you will see, you will, you will care for, and you will care about the things, not just of yourself, but of other people. Wasn't it so interesting that Miss Vanessa's greatest concern was about her sons? As a mature believer, you will gain sons and daughters in the spirit, in the Lord people that you have helped bring to Christ, people that you have helped lead along, that you have, you have taken late night phone calls and prayed with at the altar and, and helped through different seasons of their life. And then those people become like your children. You see, and that's, that's got to be our greatest concern is other people. If you go back and you read through this, this passage of Scripture in 1 John chapter 2, it's so rich. It's so rich. Back in verse 8, he says that there is, that love is the greatest commandment. To love one another is the greatest commandment. And then it goes back and it says that Jesus actually lived the truth of this commandment. Meaning he lived it out all the way by showing us the ultimate love, the ultimate sacrifice in loving one another by giving of his own life. Now I want to talk to you about no matter what stage you're in tonight. No matter what stage you're in tonight, I want to talk to you about two things real quick. Yet you can be assured, no matter if you're a child, 
whether you feel like you're, you're a young person, you're out there fighting the fights, you're, you're going through those wars, everything seems to be like a battle, or maybe you've got some sons and some daughters in the Lord. You've got some experiences you look back on and you say, I've been through that. Yeah, we'll get through that again. You can be assured of these two things, okay? So we want to write these down. The first thing is this. You will, you will, you can be sure of this. You will gain knowledge. You will gain knowledge. Ephesians 1, 15 through 17 says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might what? You might grow. You might grow in what? In knowledge of God. In verse 14, John says to the fathers, he says, I write to you fathers because you know him who was from the beginning. And right here where it talks about knowing God is not just like knowing a bunch of verses or knowing a bunch of theology or knowing a bunch of like biblical, uh, you know, different, different things. Doxology. It's, 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 there's this, it's not necessarily what he's talking about. What he's talking about is, he's talking about knowing God intimately. Amen. You will know of him intimately. How do you do that? You know him intimately because you spend time with him every day. Every day. You remember your first date? Anybody remember your first date? Some of y'all are dating somebody right now. You're like, never been on a date. I remember my first date. My first date, uh, I, was, I was thinking I was like 14 years old or something like that. My dad picked, a, picked up this girl. Her name was Dip. Um, don't laugh at her. Don't laugh. You're like, <laughs> sitting at the left. Picked us up in the Volvo station wagon. My dad kind of being like a chauffeur. He's like, where to, son? I'm 13. I'm <laughs> People I know are my parents. I've never been anywhere, okay? I was like, Walmart. <laughs> First date was at Walmart. I had Jordans on. It has nothing to do with the story. I mean, nothing to do with the story. Sorry. Uh, but anyways, went to Walmart with Dip. <laughs> Dip, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. God, she's a real person. Um, we're at Walmart. And uh, I remember, you know, you're walking around Walmart, and it's like, it's not like in the movies, you know? It's like, you know, you're like walking through the beach or some of that. Instead, we're walking by, you know, like, like children's toys, and we're riding on like little, little bikes and stuff like that. And it's just like, what do you talk to somebody about? What's your favorite color? I'm 13. I don't know. <laughs> we never went on a date after that for some reason. I don't know. She didn't like me anymore. She moved on to bigger, better things. Somebody took her to Target, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but you see, when you first meet somebody for the first time, 
You may get them to a church. You may get introduced to the Lord. Somebody may say, here, here's a Bible. You may say, that's great. It's kind of like going on that first date experience. You don't really know anything. And so there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of curiosity. But when you spend time with someone daily, you will learn and gain intimate knowledge about that person. The same thing is true. The same thing is true about your relationship with God. People ask all the time, how can I grow to be a Vanessa? How can I grow to be a John? How can I grow to be a mature? believer I heard this story right there was an employer he was like a VP of the company and there's this young whippersnapper came into his office and he's like sir I just just tell me your story just and, and then you got to tell me the secret and he's like well basically I started like you I was just a mail clerk and and then now I worked my way up to be uh, you know the office manager then I became the district manager then I became an executive and now look at me I'm the VP and you know but I started just like you and so the young whippersnapper is like what do I what do I do I mean well, just just tell me the secret the one thing I mean how you know where'd you go to college I mean what was your grade point average I mean I mean how often did you read? I mean, you know, who did you have to take out to dinner? I mean, just tell me the secrets. And the VP told the young man, he said, it's very simple, son. First thing you need to do is just show up. Show up every day. So many of us want to know how is it that we get from here to here? How is it that we continue to grow in our pursuit of Jesus? You just have to show up, church. You just have to show up. You have to show up and read your Bible. You have to show up on Sunday. You have to show up on Wednesday. You have to show up in your prayer time. You have to show up every single day. You know how an oak tree gets really, really big? It doesn't move around. It just stays where it was planted. And the sun does the rest. The rain does the rest. The seasons do the rest. I'm here to encourage you tonight, wherever you are, the seasons of life will season you. So allow the seasons of life to season you. You will grow in knowledge of the Lord if you would just stay put. If you would just show up. The second thing you can be sure of is that you already have the gift of victorious strength. You have the gift of victorious strength. He says in verse 14 again, he says, uh, I write to you fathers because you know him who's from the beginning and I write to you young men because you're strong and the word of God lives in you and you have already overcome the evil one. You know in John 10, 10, Jesus explains it real simply like this to his disciples. He says the thief, the evil one, right? Because there is an enemy. There is, there is, there is a, a spiritual war going on. There is, there is this good and evil, okay? He says that the enemy... The other side, the thief, his purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy. But my purpose, Jesus speaking, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You see, our goal is not to conquer evil. Our goal is to overcome the evil one. It's the truth. And you have victory. You have the strength to do it no matter where you are in that stage of life. And you do that by having intimacy with the Lord, by walking with God. Let me explain. Have you ever noticed how it's just kind of easy to be bad around certain people? It's just like easier, like, like there's this line of like conviction and it's just kind of like easier to stay close to when you're with this certain group. You ever notice that? 
It's just easier. Like, you know, this side of my family, like, yeah, they're not going to say anything. Like, you know, we can just kind of do this, right? Uh, when the same thing is, is opposite, okay? There's also, this, there's also this other kind of type of person or group of people that when you get around them, you just want to be better. Like, you just, like, I just... I just want to be better. I have this story. Uh, a friend of mine, I was at, at their house one time, and his mom was, like, literally going around the house. She was picking up things, and she was literally, this is really funny. This is what made me ask her. I knew that she was getting ready. You could tell when somebody's getting ready for company, but this was, like, must have been, like, like the president was coming over or something. So I remember this. She's on her hands and knees, right, and she's putting away the movies in the living room. Like, she's, like, turning them around, right? Like, she don't want anybody to see what movie she has. And I was like, Miss Curry, who's coming over? And she was like, the pastor's coming to our house. (laughs) The pastor's coming to our house. I'm like, you care about the movies you're going to see? I mean, are you kidding me? But you see, there's this, there's this, this thing. When you get around certain type of people, you just like want to be good, right? You just want to act a little bit differently. Don't you know, don't you know that when you have Jesus on your side and you walk with him everywhere, it can give you the strength to overcome the assaults, to overcome the attacks, to overcome temptation, to overcome the, the wiles of the devil? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, do you remember, you guys remember the old commercial, uh, the old, uh, the old uh, cartoon, the old cartoon, um, the Tom and Jerry, and it was Butch and the dog, and the little dog, his son, you remember that? When the son was around, he'd go and he'd mess with Tom and stuff like that, and then, and then, the, and then Tom would get all mad, and then his, his dad would show up and, and, and beat everybody up, you remember that, you remember that? But you remember how bold the dog got when, he, when his dad was around and then his dad wasn't around, do you remember that? It's kind of like that with Jesus. When you spend time with the Lord, you walk with him, you're like, that's right, devil. I understand. I know who I am. I have victory over this. I have victory over temptation. Why? Because God is on our side. And you have victorious strength no matter what stage of life you're in. Can I get somebody to play for me real quick? I want to close with this last thought real fast. Close with this last thought. In Matthew 18, verse 3. Jesus speaks about one of the stages of spiritual maturity. It's a good reminder. He says, truly I tell you, unless you change and you become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. It made me think, well, wait a minute, aren't we supposed to grow Like, aren't we supposed to grow? Like, aren't we supposed to be mature believers? Aren't we supposed to be fathers? Isn't that the goal to continually to pursue? That doesn't mean stay as a child. It means this. Two of the greatest days of my life. One of them was November 2nd, 2009. And the other one was September 4th, 2015. The day when both of my kids are born. My favorite part, one of the best parts of this day, were these moments I had. The babies are born. So, like, everybody already knows, all the Facebook posts have been made. My wife's healthy. The doctors stopped coming in, and there's just kind of like this moment, like, just leave them alone. Favorite show is on rerun. 
just a moment. My wife falls asleep. And I pick up my baby. I put his head right here or her head right here. Both of them. I did this to both of them. And as I pick him up, i never forget. Both babies did this. They let out this sigh of rest. You know why you have to become like a little child and remain like a little child in terms of your faith, no matter what stage you're in? Because true rest, real rest, is found in the arms of your father. It's going to be okay. Okay.